Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Grand Rounds, Connecticut Children's Office of Continuing Medical Education Pediatric Podcast. This podcast series will assist in developing new skill sets based on recent pediatric advances in a wide variety of specialties, identifying evidence-based data to support improved outcomes in pediatric healthcare delivery, increasing knowledge about research with implications for clinical practice. And now, here's Grand Rounds. Welcome to uh, the 45th Annual Pediatric Resident Awards. This is truly a remarkable day. It's a day that we celebrate our faculty, celebrate our residents, our fellows, and uh, the program, the residency program directorship that actually makes this happen. Uh, it is truly one of the funnest days of the year for me. Uh, and you will see, we'll have lots of surprises. And we have three incoming chief residents. I don't think they know what they've gotten into yet. And then we have three outgoing chief residents who've done a tremendous job. Uh, so I, I'm going to start the program. I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Sharon Smith, who is always uh, at the heart of the award ceremony. This is something she takes very seriously and with a lot of fun and plans it and brings uh, all her energy and enthusiasm. And I'm so grateful with her for putting this together. Uh, so Sharon is going to come up here. Uh, we will have uh, a short video then we'll have our incoming chief residents present the awards. And then I'll come back and then we'll present the, 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 the Leon Comaitis Award, which is the, at the epicenter of this presentation today. Uh, so if you can please uh, join me in welcoming Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith, thank you for coming and I appreciate it. Oh my God, I love this. I get live applause in a huge room full of people. This is unusual and kind of nice. Um, a few uh, announcements before we get going. One is the welcome picnic is this Thursday on the front lawn of the hospital, which will eventually become a building. Uh, but at the moment, please come around six o'clock and meet all of our incoming interns. Uh, say goodbye to our outgoing uh, third year residents. We would love to have you come. Uh, the big green truck is coming with pizza and we have some ice cream. Uh, and I think there's a clown and all sorts of good things. Um, and another announcement is this Saturday is graduation for our uh, third year residents. Uh, if you still want to go, it is um, at the Aquaturf. Uh, so please let uh, Mr. Uh, Barry Wager know if you're still interested in coming. Um, but with those announcements, I want to get on with the award ceremony. So, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it also takes a village to raise a resident. And we have 60 residents in our program who learn every day from all of you. They learn from each other. They learn from the chief residents, from fellows, from faculty. They also learn a great deal from our nursing staff, from respiratory therapy, from um, our nutrition, from our dietetic folks. Um, they learn from everyone. And this is the opportunity for our residents to say thank you to all of them. And there are some unique individuals who make an extra effort, who go that extra mile, who really take on that teaching responsibility and do an amazing job. And our residents get together and elect uh, winners for a number of awards, which our rising chiefs will present in a moment. But uh, from myself and all the program leadership, we wanted to say thank you to everyone who teaches, whether you're nominated for an award or not, what you do matters and we notice it and we appreciate it. With that great pleasure, I would like to introduce our rising chiefs. Uh, good morning and welcome again to the 45th Annual Pediatric Resident Awards for faculty and staff. We would like to start by recognizing everyone here at Connecticut Children's who provides excellent care for patients and families. We're so appreciative of all the support you have provided to us during our training. These unprecedented times have highlighted how lucky we are to have such a supportive group of attendings, nurses, PCAs, respiratory therapists, social workers, case managers, clinical nutritionists, pharmacists, our academic office, and many more who help us become better doctors and better people day in and day out. We'd like to take a moment to thank everyone for their support of and dedication to resident education. This is an important day for our program and we appreciate you all being here remotely to help us celebrate our honorees today. The awards presented today are for those individuals or groups who have gone above and beyond in advancing resident education in our program, whether formal didactics, bedside teaching, clinical or administrative support, or for simply via boosting the morale of our residents. We start first with our monthly awards. These awards are voted on in our monthly resident meetings and recipients are presented with a certificate to commemorate the honor. Each Friday morning, faculty members take time from their busy schedules to give didactic lectures to the pediatric residents. 
We are grateful for each and every one of these sessions. Each month, the residents vote to recognize an attending who provides outstanding teaching in one of these lectures. This morning, we would like to recognize the recipients of this year's awards. Dr. Demerci, Dr. Grossi, Dr. Wallace, Dr. Matloff, Dr. Murray, Dr. Dukleska, Dr. Heller, Dr. Tory, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Downs, Dr. Collange, and Dr. Howard. Um, and next we have a resident recognition award, um, which goes to staff here at Connecticut Children's, um, who are the people who support us on a daily basis and make our days a little bit easier. Each month, the residents nominate um, and recognize a staff member who has been an integral part of our experience. We would like to honor the, re the recipients of the Resident Recognition Award from this past year, Femi Felix Uku, the nutrition team, Catherine Camp, Erin Mahoney, Joy Odaluka, and the security team. Another monthly recognition award is the McNeil Teaching Award. Whether on the inpatient units, emergency department, or outpatient clinics, it can be very difficult to balance the time constraints of clinical care and administrative tasks with teaching. This award highlights faculty who provide exemplary teaching to our residents in the busy clinical setting. We would like to recognize those who have been awarded the McNeil Teaching Awards this year. Dr. Melendez, Dr. Wallace, Dr. M, Dr. Carlson, Dr. Smith, Dr. Rudnick, Dr. Wolf Gruber, Dr. Park, and Dr. McDermott. Next is the Nursing Recognition Award. This monthly recognition award was added to recognize nurses who go above and beyond in providing excellent care to our patients while also supporting our residents. These nurses are a joy to work with every day and can be counted on to teach us and help us become better physicians. This morning, we wanna take a moment to honor the recipients of our Nursing Recognition Award. Jenna Ahrens, Jamie Choate, Shana Krause, Cody Mooney, Carolyn Redding, Ashley Bowman, Gwen Bowden, Nguyen Nguyen, and Christina Wolf. Um, and now we're going to move on to today's awards. Uh, so first, we'd like to start with the Pediatric House Officer Award for Excellence in the Delivery of Healthcare. This award is given out to a group or an individual um, who the residents feel demonstrates elite delivery of healthcare. This year's nominees are pharmacy, Erin Mahoney of nutrition, the respiratory therapy department, Femi, Felix Upu, and the clinical nutrition team. This year, the award for excellence in the delivery of healthcare is presented to clinical nutrition. Congratulations. The next award today will be the award in ex for excellence in nursing. This award will be given out to the individual or group who has demonstrated excellence in both teaching and patient care. Nurses are our front lines to help our patients and help the hospital or clinic run smoothly. As residents, they are the ones we go to first with our questions and provide us with the bedside knowledge not always found in the books. This year's nominees are Nguyen Nguyen, Gwen Bowden, and Michelle Boyvin. This year, the Award for Excellence in Nursing is presented to Nguyen Nguyen and Gwen Bowden. Congratulations. The next award is to acknowledge the outstanding contribution of a staff member or group to the residency program. With 61 residents in our program, there are many moving parts from paperwork and licensure to coordinating our recruitment season to ensuring we have a place for our weekly didactics and conferences. These individuals help keep things running smoothly behind the scenes. This year's nominees include Kateria Rivera, Barrett Weigar, and Alexis Hall. This year, the award for outstanding contribution to the residency program goes to Kateria Rivera. Congratulations. Our first individual faculty award today is the R. Timothy Brown Faculty Award, given to a physician who demonstrates excellence in teaching in an affiliated pediatric field. These fields include surgery, radiology, ophthalmology, dermatology, ENT, orthopedics, urology, neurosurgery, anesthesia, and many others. Despite often having several learners from their own residency programs and fellowships, they still take the time to provide excellent teaching to our group of residents. 
This crowded slide illustrates how lucky we are to have so many wonderful teachers. This year's nominees include Dr. Mary Chang, Dr. Douglas Moot, and Dr. Nicole Murray. And this year, the award goes to Dr. Douglas Moot. Congratulations. Next is the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for a recognition of outstanding role model. This award is given to an ambulatory physician who provides excellent care for patients and families, who has admirable interactions with the ancillary staff, and who is an outstanding teacher to the residents. This year's nominees included Dr. Andrew Carlson, Dr. Jennifer Hale, Dr. Katherine Wiley, Dr. Carrie Wallace, and Dr. Caleb Wasser. This year, we are proud to present the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for recognition of outstanding role model to Dr. Carrie Wallace. Congratulations. The next award is for excellence in teaching and acute care. Residents must learn to care for the sickest patients during their PICU, NICU, ED, and inpatient rotations. These individuals balance the demands of patient care in a busy and often stressful clinical setting while fostering an effective learning environment for residents. The nominees for the Award for Excellence in Teaching and Acute Care are Dr. Elliot Melendez, Dr. Melanie Rednick, and Dr. Harim Park. This year, the Timothy W. Kelly Award for Excellence in Teaching and Acute Care is presented to Dr. Elliot Melendez. Uh, the next award is for excellence in teaching in a subspecialty. This is awarded to a faculty member who provides exceptional teaching in a pediatric subspecialty. The nominees for the award for excellence in teaching in a pediatric subspecialty are Dr. Hassan El-Chabib, Dr. Shireen Mason, Dr. Jem Demerchi, Dr. Alex Golden, and Dr. Natalie Besler. This year, the winners for excellence in teaching in a subspecialty are Dr. Hassan El-Chabib and Dr. Jem Demerchi. Congratulations. The next award is for Fellow Teacher of the Year. As residents, we get to work with fellows in many subspecialties and are very grateful for their teaching and guidance all throughout our training. The nominees for Fellow Teacher of the Year are Dr. Candice Jersey, Dr. Owen Kahn, and Dr. Halasana. This year, the winner of the Fellow Teacher of the Year is Dr. Candace Jersey. Congratulations. Next is the Faculty Award for Excellence in Teaching. This is given to an individual who was felt to have provided the best overall educational experience to the residents. This is quite an honor as there are over 180 faculty members that the residents work with. This year, the nominees include Dr. Harim Park, Dr. Melanie Rednick, and Dr. Chris Gerkes. This year's winner is a great role model and is highly dedicated to patient care and resident education. And we are so happy to have her teaching us. We are proud to announce that this year, the award goes to Dr. Melanie Rednick. Congratulations. Um, and finally, the last award we will be presenting today, um, or at least uh, the three of us will be presenting, there's still one important one to come, is the Markowitz Zalneritis Award for Outstanding Contribution to House Staff Education and Career Development. This award is given to the individual who is most successful with advancing resident knowledge while supporting resident career goals. The nominees this year are Dr. Patricia Garcia, Dr. Christine Skirkus, and Dr. Sharon Smith. We are honored to present this year's award to Dr. Sharon Smith. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we would like to thank everyone for their hard work and dedication to resident education, and we look forward to another great year with you all. At this time, we will hand the program back to oh, back over to Dr. Salazar. Thank you. Outstanding job, and I'm uh, the, the millennial and use my phone now for you know for reading. <laughs> so uh, just amazing, you know, wonderful. Uh, but every all of the faculty have done and the nurses and all the teams. So congratulations to all of you. Very proud of of the work that has been done through the year and a difficult year. Uh, you know, this is still COVID, masked, uh, all kinds of stressors. The, the, the ED is full, the PICU is full, the floors are full, the NICU is full. I mean, people are very, very busy. 
but yet our faculty took time to teach and move forward. So again, this is just what makes me enormously proud. Uh, now we're going to move on to uh, the, the main course, if you may, of the uh, of the ceremony. And uh, it's it's really uh, one of the funnest things that I get to do every year. Uh, so if we go to the, oh, here it is, uh, here it is, the Leon Kamaitis Lifetime Achievement Award for Outstanding Leadership in the Training and Education of Pediatricians in the care of Connecticut, care of Connecticut children. And so with that, I'm going to put my next slide, please. Um, and, and here he is, uh, Dr. Leon Kamaitis at the recent Oscars. Um, and, and no, he, he did not hit anyone. Uh, Leon was so very proper. Uh, and uh, he is someone who I, I revered, who has been uh, part of our system here at uh, Hartford Hospital and the University of Connecticut and Connecticut Children's uh, since the late uh, 60s, uh, when, when this program actually opened many, many years ago. And, and his contribution to uh, our program, to the care of children, is unequal. Really, he is a, a giant for us uh, and somebody who, who uh, uh, you know, it just brings a lot of peace and comfort in teaching in, in so many ways. Next slide. He's a global traveler and a mentor, and I think he, uh, even after his retirement, uh, he continued to travel. You can see here some slides from pictures from 1984, uh, teaching in Argentina, in the, the southernmost town in the world. Uh, you can see how far away he is from even Buenos Aires. Uh, and so it's a really, it's a, love this picture. And in 1983, introducing CPR in China, another one of his major contributions. Next slide. And, and of course, uh, uh, Leon uh, is uh, is really uh, the you know the, the support behind him and in front of him and keeping him honest is uh, Gene Kamaitis, who uh, who we we adore and and and, and honor in so many ways. Uh, so Gene, if you're listening, uh, thank you for everything that you have done for for all of us and keeping Leon sane in the process of of his entire career. Now he is also. Dr. Kamaitis is the father of pediatric resuscitation. You need to know that. I mean, this is a, a giant in the field. Uh, and, and here is an article that says, Leo Kamaitis, a gentle giant and the father of pediatric resuscitation from a few years ago. Next slide. Now, the prior recipients of this award have been, uh, you know, individuals who have contributed enormously here in the in the Hartford area in Connecticut and throughout the country and the world. And you can see them in, in 2013, since I started chair, Paul Dworkin is the first one in, in, in my uh, tenure as the chair. Arnie Altman, 2014, Neil Schechter in 2015, Susan Ratson in 16, Vic Herson in 17, Don Hyde in 18, uh, Lori Shiner in 19, and then in 2020, Mark Greenstein, and in 21 last year was Dr. Ed Zellneritis. So you can see this is an all-star cast of individuals that have made tremendous contributions to our residency program, to the children in Connecticut, children throughout the world. Next slide. So the 2022 Liam Kamaitis Lifetime Achievement Award recipient, and you can see this is what the way it used to be. People looking, you know, looking who's going to be. And we, we haven't gathered like this in a long time, although we have a number of people here today, which is really wonderful. And this year's award goes to, next slide, to, it goes to Doug McGilpin. And uh, you can see a very uh, elegant picture of Doug. Uh, I don't know what year this was from, uh, Doug. It was, looks very nice a few years ago. And then, uh, and then this picture, which I will treasure uh, for the rest of my life, uh, this was the, the first vaccine that was given, the COVID vaccine that was given here at Connecticut Children's. And uh, I walked in to get the vaccine and guess who was there waiting with a, with a needle in his hand. Uh, this is in December of 2020, uh, in, you know, in the midst of, of COVID. And, uh, and I could not be happier that, that Doug was able to give me a shot of life, the true life, and to protect me. Uh, it was, you know, quite an honor to for you to have done this, Doug. And and it, it just shows the, you know, the remarkable achievements for Dr. McGilpin and how he has contributed in so many ways. And you will see today through uh, uh, the presentation by Dr. Kathy Wiley, who's been asked to uh, uh, recognize him and 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 what he has done in the past. And you will see through the slides but how he has contributed for so many decades, so many years. And, uh, uh, you know, when I called uh, Dr. Kamaitis to uh, let him know who the, who the winner of this year's uh, award was, he, he was delighted. You know, he's known uh, Doug McGilpin for quite a long time. He, uh, through, through all of many, uh, many, many years since the, the 70s, 
Uh, and so I'm going to ask, uh, so congratulations, Doug, and I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Kamaitis to come in and uh, come up to the podium, say a few words, and then we'll pass it on to Dr. Wiley. Dr. Kamaitis. Thank you very much, and uh, congratulations, uh, Doug. Uh, this, uh, um, this is a unique uh, opportunity for me. I'm always delighted every year when Dr. Juan Salazar asks me to um, present this, uh, this award. And, um, and I'm particularly delighted today because um, I have known Doug, I think if my math is correct, for 49 years. Uh, 49 years ago, I think, uh, I met you for the first time uh, when I was uh, head of uh, pediatrics and I was trying to gather a residency program at a time when we had an independent residency program from UConn uh, and uh, was delighted when Doug applied and even more thrilled when he accepted our invitation to join us. And here's a photograph of uh, our uh, group uh, and uh, Doug, as you can see, is uh, at, in the back uh, row, and the only person I think to most of you will know here is uh, on the right of that photograph, and that's Majid uh, Rasulpour. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Dick Goldstein, who's sitting next to me, uh, is unfortunately died uh, this year in Philadelphia. Um, Doug, you were an outstanding resident. Uh, I was always impressed with your sincerity, uh, with your knowledge, uh, but most of all, uh, with the fact that you truly cared for patients. And that's been a hallmark which you've had uh, throughout your entire career. And I think the patients reciprocated this by, uh, by loving you. And throughout your career, you have not only given wonderful patient care. There's that wonderful maxim by a professor at Harvard who said that the secret of the care of patients is to care for the patients. And you uh, epitomize that. But you have also cared for the residents and uh, the award which just immediately preceded this in your name uh, shows that. Uh, you've developed uh, thousands of residents and taught them uh, how to be uh, good pediatricians and uh, we want to thank you so much. And I'm delighted that uh, your name and my name is going to be linked through this award. Uh, here's another photograph of uh, Doug uh, with uh, Sally and a glass in their hands. And uh, finally, uh, I think there's one more photograph there uh, with uh, uh, John Springer and uh, uh, John Meehan. And I think one final photograph is at the time when I retired some, I think, 25 years ago, and uh, Doug was kind enough to say kind words about me. So thank you very much for your service. Thank you for being you. We love you. We respect you. And congratulations. So it's also my privilege and great joy to um, recognize Dr. Jim McGilpin as the recipient of the 2022 uh, Commodities Award. Um, you all know that Dr. McGulpin is a beloved Connecticut Children's Community Pediatrician with a long and illustrious career in primary care, as well as just extraordinary dedication um, and commitment to Connecticut Children's at every level. Um, next slide, please. Um, here we see Dr. McGilpin in the company of uh, some other giants of our program. Um, starting on the left, of course, is Dr. Salazar and Dr. Comites. Um, and then we have uh, Dr. Peter Krauss in the middle, Dr. Jeff Himes, Dr. Uh, McGilpin himself, and Dr. Fran DiMario. Next, please. Um, so Dr. McGilpin got his academic start um, at the beautiful Baldwin Wallace College, which is now Baldwin Wallace University in Barrio, Ohio by a year at Ohio University. And then he went on to medical college, medical school at Meharry College in Nashville, Tennessee. He has many interesting stories to tell about his uh, medical school career. Um, next, please. 
Um, these are some comments from um, Mahari about Dr. McGilpin's time there. And I think it's remarkable that when you read the comments, you can recognize Dr. McGilpin today in those comments. Motivation outstanding, alert and perceptive mind, enthusiastic participant in the classroom and on rounds, pleasant casual manner, a high degree of emotional maturity, and an unflagging good humor. Dr. McGilpin received numerous distinctions at Meharry, including induction into AOA, making Dean's List, receiving the Hospital Association Award, the Pfizer Award, and the Lang Publication Award. In his application to his internship at Hartford Hospital, he was asked to state what his medical goal was, and his response was pediatrics in a small community in either New England or the Northwest, interestingly. Fortunately, he did not end up in the Northwest. Next, please. Based on his stellar record and achievements in medical school, Dr. McGilpin was, of course, accepted here. And he started his internship in June 1974 at the Hartford Hospital uh, slash UConn Combined Pediatric Residency Program. And in this photo of Dr. McGilpin's class, you can see Dr. McGilpin in the top row circled and Dr. Rasapur, his residency program colleague and lifelong friend, circled in the fourth row. And I have to thank Dr. Rasapur and Dr. Sirocco for help with some of the photos from those years. Um, Dr. Rosselbohr had this to say about Dr. McGilpin. Doug was one of my most outstanding mentors during residency training and for decades beyond. I've learned from him the art of pediatric medicine. He is a most caring physician and a dear friend of mine. I have been honored to have him in my professional and personal life. Next. And here are some photos of the McGilpins and the Rosselbohrs relaxing together in Florida. Next. Following a very successful residency, Dr. McGilpin did in fact enter practice in a small New England town, opening his office in Newington. In this photo of the office gang provided by Dr. Sirocco, you see Dr. Sirocco on the far right next to Dr. Chris Field, Dr. Anna Verissimo, Dr. McGilpin, Dr. Baumer, and Dr. Rick Harvey. Uh, next slide, please. I wanted to share this uh, touching testimonial that Dr. Sirocco provided about his close friendship and colleague of 47 years. It was quite obvious even during those early years of training, that Doug possesses a special talent for the practice of pediatrics and enjoyed interacting with people. I continue to have the good fortune of being one of Doug's partners in the practice of general pediatrics for 40 years. During that time, Doug always provided the highest quality of pediatric care to his patients. He was also a source of guidance, support, and reassurance to concerned and at times overwhelmed young patient, parents. And he did all of this while putting everyone at ease with his jovial personality. Doug has always been a mentor to his peers, medical students, and residents. His interest in pediatrics extends out into the community. Doug truly embodies what it means to be a pediatrician. Dr. Sirocco mentioned Dr. McGilpin's jovial personality and ability to put everyone at ease. I would add that Dr. McGilpin is also very good at finding joy in life and in relaxing. We saw him relaxing in Florida. And in here, in his earlier days, we see him dancing with his amazing wife, Sally. You'll see that at every party and every gathering. Um, outside his favorite restaurant, Jay's, enjoying the holidays with the Sirocco's and the Russell Boars. Next, please. And more relaxing. At a summer barbecue, out with Sally, probably at the annual meeting of the medical staff, which he never missed, um, and with Dr. Versmo, his colleague and neighbor. Next, please. I can't talk about Dr. McGilpin without talking about his academic career. These words were written about Dr. McGilpin over 20 years ago by Dr. Salneritis. Dr. Z speaks so eloquently to the depth and breadth of Dr. McGilpin's expertise and his contributions to Connecticut Children's. His words are no less true today than they were 20 plus years ago. Dr. McGilpin is an extraordinary model for clinical care. He maintains expert, current and meticulous practice skills and knowledge. He has developed areas of clinical excellence in dermatology, orthopedics and sports medicine. Dr. Milken remain, McGilpin remains actively involved after referral, and the ultimate compliment occurs when his patients agree to pursue referral recommendations only after they can discuss the referral with Dr. McGilpin. These are precisely the talents and attitudes that we hope to instill in all of our learners and which are so appreciated by his patients. I will seek Doug's opinions as I view him as an authority in the area. Dr. McGillan's teaching talent is equally accomplished and is not only extraordinary for a voluntary community pediatrician, but for any member of our faculty. And more on that later. Next slide, please. So I decided to look Dr. McGilpin up um, on the internet and um, see what his patients thought of him. 
And I found he's rated five out of five stars. Now, who gets five out of five stars? Everybody has a dissatisfied patient, but apparently not Dr. McGilpin. But I can also speak about Dr. McGilpin on a personal level. In 1994, while I was still at CHOP, um, I got a call about my 18-month-old niece who had a febrile seizure. Because that's what your relatives do, right? They call you at home instead of waking up their pediatrician. Anyway, I, I recommended that they call their pediatrician uh, who opened the office at midnight to check on the baby and prevent an emergency room visit. And that pediatrician turned out to be Dr. McGilpin. I'll never forget that, and neither will my family. Incidentally, about four years later, he did the exact same thing when her sister fell out of bed and injured her wrist. And these are my two nieces. Um, they've volunteered at Connecticut Children's. Um, one actually worked for the Injury Center and is uh, now working in the Department of Public Health. Um, next, please. And as if all that energy and effort on the behalf of patients and patient care were not enough, Dr. McGilpin has distinguished himself as someone who steps up wherever there's a need to participate and to lead. And these are only some of the things that he's done. He served on the American Academy of Pediatrics Committee for School Health and the Sports Medicine Committee, the Hartford County Medical Society, the Connecticut State Medical Society. He was president of the Connecticut Children's Medical Staff when we opened in 1996 through 1999. He's chair of the Credentials Committee at Hartford Hospital and Connecticut Children's. I do not know how many years, but many, many years, more than anyone. Um, he is a past member of the Board of Directors of Connecticut Children's. He's a medical advisor to the West Hartford Public Schools and the New England Schools and recently Hartford Public Schools. More on that later. Um, and all of this while running a private practice, working full-time, and serving as co-chair of the Division of Community Pediatrics. Next, please. As I mentioned, after retiring from ProHealth, retiring, uh, Dr. McGilpin recently took on an easy job as medical director of the Hartford Public Schools. Next, please. That, of course, turned out not to be easy at all. Um, the Hartford Public Schools were so incredibly fortunate to have Dr. McGilpin and his wealth of experience in school health and primary care pediatrics as the schools have dealt with an epidemic of school violence, very serious fentanyl incidents, and the COVID-19 pandemic and all of its fallout academically and health-wise. Just a few little fires to put out during his um, so-called retirement. Next, please. Finally, Dr. McGilpin's teaching and mentoring are simply legendary and so is his slide projector that he brings out every Monday morning. For 43 plus years, he's held a morning report each Monday for residents and students on the ambulatory rotation, followed by precepting ambulatory clinic every Monday morning, and then resident continuity clinic every Monday afternoon. He's precepted well over 70 continuity clinic residents and worked at some point with nearly every resident at Connecticut Children's over the 43 years and provided career counseling to practically all of the residents leaving our program to go out into practice. Dr. McGilpin won the University of Connecticut Pediatrics Residency Program Community Physician and Outstanding Teacher and Role Model Award 16 times in 22 years. So many times, in fact, that the award was ultimately renamed in his honor so that other deserving faculty could be recognized. And for all of these reasons, today, Dr. McGilpin is receiving the coveted and prestigious Leon Comites Award. Dr. McGilpin, can we congratulate you and have you receive the award? I told you. <laughs> Just in a minute. Uh, uh, I tend to get emotional, uh, particularly about things that I love. And um, the people that got me before me, I love them. Uh, I love this program. I love this hospital. Um, on a side, I mean, which uh, where the Connecticut Children's Hospital is today, I slept there. I mean, that's where Majid and I were first residents. I think we're 280, 282 Washington. Um, it was a nice Tudor building, and um, uh, we had uh, a few parties. Uh, one of the residents recently celebrated their 30th birthday. I remember my 30th birthday at that building, too. Uh, well, I don't remember all the details, but, but it was it, it was a great time. So now I go over the emotion part. Um, I cannot tell you how honored and humbled I am to receive this award. I cannot express how much this means to me. Leon was my mentor. 
as I came to Harford Hospital from a little known medical school in Nashville, Tennessee, 48 years ago is when I came here, interviewed 49 years ago in 1974. And subsequently to be part of that first class of UConn pediatric combined residency program. You talk about questions. I mean, we, I, we went to six different hospitals. You sometimes would have as many as, as, as 60 plus residents, and you may not work with them um, until a year into the program. We combined Harford Hospital, St. Francis, and UConn individual residencies. At that point in time, Leon was the department chairman and the program director at Harford Hospital. To me and to this day, Leon is one of the finest pediatricians I've ever had the privilege to know. His knowledge in cardiology and his ability, his amazing ability to talk to parents always stuck with me. Even with the most difficult cases, he was always calming. He always put the patients and their parents first. Never cared at all who was paying his bill, if at all. He is one of the most empathetic persons I've ever met. I don't think you can teach empathy. I think it's a quality you are God-given, but I do think you can hone that to some extent. I think and I hope that Leon has done that with me because the amount of empathy this man shows is second to none. As a teacher, uh, especially in cardiology, his wisdom to teach still rings in my mind. Every time I examine a heart or listen to a murmur, I can hear Leon say, listen carefully, feel the pulses, feel the precardium. Uh, an act of precardium is not a good sign. Look, listen to the murmur, listen in all the feels. Lock out everything else, focus on the murmur. Do you hear S1, do you hear S2, is it split, is it not split? Still comes to me every day. Um, it's it's uh, been wonderful knowing Leon. Um, and as life goes on, Leon stays in my life. Um, in my semi-retirement that recently is becoming more semi than retired, um, I became the medical director for the um, uh, city of Hartford Public Schools. Uh, it honestly has been a fun job. Uh, the fentanyl was not fun. I know more about fentanyl now than I ever wanted to and will ever want to know. But as part of that, my boss, okay, the person I respond to is this delightful young lady named Debbie's Comites, none other than Leon's uh, daughter. And as you would expect, with a father like Leon and a mother like Jean, she is just an outstanding person. So I deal with Leon almost every day now. Uh, as I look back at my career, I absolutely have no regrets about being a primary care physician. I truly believe that to, a, to be a physician is a privilege, a very special privilege. And I also think that medicine is a profession that is second to none. I have been very blessed throughout my, my career with, with so much support. But first of all, the most important support is my wife. After long days, difficult nights, having some not so good experiences with some, with some parents. She was always there. She was my strength. And for somebody to tolerate me for 50 plus years, who is a very special person. As you know, I'm opinionated and uh, she knows it well too. Of course, my major learning pediatrics a part of learning pediatrics was not going to residency or medical school, but it was raising four wonderful children. The knowledge that I learned from them is immense. They may have not always liked the things that I did. I looked 
not supposed to look at your own kid's ears, but I like to follow the ears, see how the infection progressed. I was known to treat a few lacerations on my kitchen floor, um, uh, but um, uh, they survived and I learned a lot. I also learned how to be a better parent. Um, each child provided me with a different experience. And um, I really do think that helped me to be a better pediatrician from the knowledge that I got from, uh, from raising those four kids. Finally, as you saw the, all the activities that I've, I've done, I could not have done it without the support of my partners. First with uh, John Zirocco, Rick Carvey, Chris Vail, Jim Kangas, who passed away on the, on the earlier side of life, Anna Verissimo, Amy Obama, Laura Pickett, C.G. Isaac, and most recently, Krista Santos. Again, without their support, their complete support, I could have not done all the things that I've done in my career. Today, we often talk about burnout uh, in medicine. This is something I've never felt. I wake up every morning and I don't mind going to work. I enjoy it. It's fun. Um, now, I must admit, I do like my vacations. I do like golf. I enjoy seeing my grandchildren, but I enjoy work. And even when I took the new job at Harvard Public Schools, I've enjoyed it immensely. It's been a different experience, but I've enjoyed it tremendously. I think how I've, I've maintained that sort of continued interest in medicine is variety. I always say variety is sort of the spice of life. In my practice, uh, I really consider I had sort of four different roles in that aspect. The first was my private practice that I started in 1977. Um, uh, the rewards from that were tremendous to watch the kids grow, to become parents, um, to, to see them re reap the rewards uh, of, of growing through ch childhood to adulthood. It was particularly rewarding in the end of uh, part of my career that I must have done something right as about one third of our um, patients had parents that were previous patients to us. And to come back again meant a lot to, to, to us. I know it meant a lot to John and the rest of the rest of the group is uh, as well. The second aspect of my career was teaching. And again, who do I thank but Leon Comites? When in 1978, he um, saw something in this young physician and gave me a job as a preceptor in the primary care center at Hartford Hospital which ultimately is the primary care center that we have today. Um, it was my first experience teaching at an attending level. I immediately uh, loved it. I initially worked two days a week, split the position with a, 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 some of my partners. As our practice grew, we had to decide which way we we're going to go. My partners decided that they'd spend more time in the office but I truly love teaching. And so I've continued that one day a week, Mondays, uh, for the, well, 46 years or so. Um, um, I find it extremely rewarding. I've continued this, this Monday, and hopefully I continue it for at least another few years. I've particularly enjoyed my continuity clinic where the residents come uh, once a week supposed to be once a week uh, uh, and we and we have our own set of patients we care for I'm now entering my 43rd year of having residents come by um, hopefully there'll be a 45th and a, and more um, with very little exception it has been absolutely wonderful to watch these residents grow from young interns to outstanding physicians and also to see so many of them stay in the area. It really, to me, teaching has been the most rewarding part of what I've done. 
The third aspect of my career, as was mentioned, is is I have been the medical advisor for uh, initially two school systems, Newington and West Hartford, and subsequently the Hartford Public Schools. At the um, as part of the West Hartford job, I became the um, team physician for Conant High, and that allowed me to build a sort of mini career, and that is in sports medicine, which I love to this day, and give me another aspect. Uh, for learning. And the final aspect that I, I got involved with was, let's call it hospital, I wouldn't say hospital administration, but committees within the hospital. And as you can see, I was on a number of committees. Um, I am still the chairman of the credential committee at, at, at Hartford Hospital. I was in credential committee at, at Connecticut Children's for many years. Um, um, I was the co-chairman of the Department of Community Pediatrics for many years. And probably the thing, the job that I loved the most was I was, and I feel very honored that I was the first president of Connecticut Children's Medical Center back in 1996 when this organization started. And this organization is one that I love truly. When... Sort of wrapping this up, when I sort of talk about what advice I have for young people today, uh, just a few thoughts. One, always place your family first. They're the most important aspect of your life. Volunteer in your children's activities. Don't just be a stay-home uh, family member. Get involved in the community with which you live in. For me... I'm a gregarious person. I like to get out there. Um, I coach sports. I even was a Cub Scout advisor. Um, I, I helped with many uh, of my kids' school function. Uh, I attended, along with Sally, even more than I, um, watched a lot of uh, sporting events with four kids all involved with sports, listened to many, many concerts, some good and some not so good, and attended a lot of plays, which to this day are special moments. And I think by doing that, I got to know my kids' friends. And I think it's very important to know who your children's friends are. And, and, and they know who you are. And they sometimes can even come for you for advice later on. And you get to all, also know their parents. And I think that's very important. As for community involvement... I did that in many ways, but probably the, the area that I, I think was most rewarding was I joined my local Rotary Club. And the Rotary Club has a motto, service above self. And I think that's a very important motto to keep in mind as we go through, go through life. And being part of Rotary gave me the opportunity to do a number of things. One, I was involved in a number of activities unrelated to medicine. Pain, pain, pancake breakfast with Santa, um, uh, casino night, learn how to gamble a bit. Uh, uh, all those are wonderful. And the other thing that was great is I developed a whole new set of friends that were not involved in medicine. You know, you know, my insurance agent, my banker, my my, uh, my lawyer, my everything. I, I got to know these people, and I think that was that was very important um, uh, for me. I think it's also important as you finish your, your residency program, you're a new physician in the area, that you get involved and volunteer within your medical community. You don't have to be as involved as, as I was uh, being on numerous committees, but please get involved in the community. That may be at the local hospital level. That may be willing to take residents and students into your office. It may be, and I think today very important, become um, uh, involved with your local physician network to hopefully um, um, make sure medicine goes down the right path. And I guess the, the final thing that I, I'm going to say, well, maybe a couple of final things, um, is don't be afraid as a young physician to take care of some complex patients. Don't be the pediatrician who refers the simplest things to a specialist. I find it very difficult to understand 
why a patient being seen by a pediatrician with straightforward constipation needs a gastroenterologist. I don't know why a child has had a simple febrile seizure needs to see a neurologist. I don't know why an adolescent with moderate acne needs to see a dermatologist. I certainly don't see why a child with constitutional delay needs to see short stature, needs to see an endocrinologist. You need to know your limits, but use what you are trained to do. And that's to be a good pediatrician. And that involves taking care of those type of conditions. Your patients will appreciate it, particularly if you live in, the, in an area that's not close to a, to a tertiary center. Be that pediatrician that really enjoys practicing medicine. I'm very optimistic about the future. Um, I do think that, that medicine is a great um, field to be in. Again, as I said, I would never do anything different than be a primary uh, pediatrician. I do have one fear, and I think that we all have to be as uh, aware of, and that is corporate medicine taking over what we do. I think it's very important to take a role to help stop that habit. Um, you want to be able to be a pediatrician who practices medicine and not um, practicing it by having to answer to uh, large corporations. And finally, my last comment is to the administration. I strongly believe, strongly believe that to have a strong residency program, you need to have a strong primary care center. We've gone through some recent difficult times, but I think it's very, very important that the hospital comes through and makes sure that the primary care center tends to be the center of excellence that I have known for the past 48 years. When I was an intern and resident, the knowledge I gained from that primary care center was enormous. The quality of the people that I've worked with from physicians throughout the time in that primary care center is second to none. They could take care of every one of my kids 365 days a year. We must, we must continue to maintain that excellence. That was a paid for little commercial. Uh, okay. I, I thank you. Again, I cannot express to you how um, much this award means to me, as that to me is the man. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are here in the audience, we invite you to a breakfast upstairs in the boardroom, the corporate room, uh, Doug. <laughs> and uh, we'll ask uh, uh, Jim to come over. You can express the primary care. Uh, it's recorded. Yeah, it is recorded. Yeah, it is. No disclaimers. And I fully, uh, fully agree with you. So thank you, everyone. Congratulations to all the faculty. And uh, again, thank you for making this happen. I know we had some technical glitches, but it actually worked out beautifully. It was real. And this is how we like it. So thank you. We'll see you again on Friday for Ask the Experts with Dr. John Shriver back to COVID. And then Tuesday, we will have Grand Rounds again. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Grand Rounds. For the most recent updates, please consider subscribing or find us on our Facebook group, Connecticut Children's Continuing Medical Education, or online at ConnecticutChildrens.org slash podcast slash grand dash rounds.